Hello and welcome to the Hash Rugby Chat podcast. I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, a podcast, YouTube channel, Twitter account, and, a, and an email address. No, not email address, sorry, website, bringing you the best in uh, um, rugby predictions and opinion. And I think the new thing, just like you have on The Simpsons, and they zoom in and they all collapse into the sofa and something happens. This time it's going to be which bit is Paul going to mess up in the intro each week. And that's going to be the guesswork as to what's going on. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcasting app, five stars, all that kind of lovely majobly. Um, and if you'd like to watch what happens behind the scenes, check us out on YouTube at 8 p.m. every Tuesday, New Zealand time as well. Also, we're live on Mondays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. as well. So do pop back to the YouTube channel. Joining me this evening, we have all the way from a windy Hamilton is Jess. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. And all the way from a who knows what the weather's like in Thailand, but it will be hot. Herman, how are you doing? I'm fine. The weather is really good too. Not like, <laughs> not like one of these two hot days, just like slightly above 30 degrees, but with a little bit of a breeze. So. <laughs> well, that breeze wants to be had. The, oh, Jeremy, here, oh. here I am in my, my fleece jumper because well, I, that's it, eating ice cream for dinner wasn't a good idea on the coldest day of the year so far. But there you go. All sorts of fun and games. Um, did you know, actually, sidetrack early on, uh, there was a bar in um, where you are in Chiang Mai where they had a glass and it was shaped with like a bowl at the bottom and they put ice in, they put water in the bottom and put it in the freezer and then they put the beer on top of that and as the ice melted, because it floated, it captured all the water and kept it all beneath in the, in the bowl bit to help you keep your beer warm, beer cold. <laughs> it's a fantastic idea. So um, it sounds like the most tourist place ever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, um, we probably should get into our five questions. And uh, with, will the Mighty Ten Cup stop being a breeding ground for talent with all the players skipping it, is my first question for you this evening. Because the All Blacks don't play in the NPC anymore, Tom Franklin, Richard Buckman, and uh, Jordan Tafua are all off to Japan uh, during the Meister 10 Cup this season, and then coming back for Super Rugby. Is the Meister 10 Cup just going to be schoolboy rugby? Herman. you want me to start? Um, oh, yes, why not? Well, it's not going to happen overnight, but I still think... This is probably like the, uh, one of the solutions that uh, NCR is looking for to, to counter against the money up in the Northern Hemisphere that they're going to allow players just outside the All Black squad that actually allow them to go up and pick up a, a paycheck in Japan and then come straight back into Super Rugby. This, this is what I think we're going to see happen. And if this is true, well, there's going to be a lot more players going that direction, but it's going to take a, a, few, a couple of years at least before it's like, full flow but i think it's definitely something ncr are gonna are trying out and uh, Kong, uh you saw um in the live chat you saw sam kane play for bay of plenty that's going to be a couple of years ago now i don't think he's played uh at an npc game um for a while now um jess i think it's fine that it's schoolboy rugby don't you think that that helps like up and coming people get a little bit more confidence before jumping to super rugby and that level? I think it's fine. I just think that yeah. one of the things that if you look at the difference with, with Australian, um, you know, the rugby in Australia and the rugby in New Zealand uh, and South Africa is that the, the jump between the Curry Cup and super rugby or the MPC and uh, super rugby is much smaller 
than the jump up from, say, the shoot shield or basically club club rugby. Uh, and in Australia, they've they've struggled with that, so they've actually had to go and put in a competition called the NRC, and it's nowhere near the level of uh, of the NPC. I mean, a lot of their coaches there are basically part time or amateur or amateur uh, or not paid. Sorry, uh, that and they needed that level because they found the jump was too big. And if you get that jump too big, then that's one of the problems Australia's had is they haven't had the talent. They're not ready for Super Rugby when they arrive, which is something we do see in uh, here, though. Yeah. Well, what do you get? You reckon it's going to be a problem for New Zealand, Paul? I think there could be a problem if the standard of if the standard of the Mighty Ten Cup drops too much. Then the the next level of the, this conveyor belt of talent that, that, that arrives isn't going to be ready to play Super Rugby. And they're going to get a shock. Yeah, I mean, there could be a gap somewhere where it's going to hurt them. But I think long term, it's all about trying to keep as big possible numbers down in this region of the world to be, like to, to possibly be able to have a full black selection. But that's that's what I think the agenda they're working after, like, like mainly right now. And that this is definitely a step in that direction. It looks like it. And it's something we've seen as South Africa. I talked to the head of performance for the Lions two, geez, two or three years ago now uh, when I did that interview with him. And one of the things they were doing was having flexible contracts to allow their, the top um, players who, were, who did, weren't who did in the spring box to go play in Japan and then come back. Uh, we've seen it in Australia. Uh, Foley did it for a while uh, and he came back and basically ended up missing the first half of Super Rugby because he was injured and too knackered. Uh, we've seen it in New Zealand to a lesser degree Places like Mananu, uh, places no people like Mananu, got to he got to go to Japan and then came back and joined the Blues, and really looked off the pace and never played well for the Blues. Let's be honest. So I think you are sacrificing that first half of that Super Rugby season if you're not careful, because they just don't get an off season if they go up there and play. One of the things we've said about the Sunwolves and why they, they struggle is they have a two week preseason. So if you allow your yeah, players yeah, to go yeah. and play in the top league, then you're not going to get a, then you get no Super Rugby preseason. Well, and I, so I think it might it's going to hurt. The thing is, next, next but the next year top they're going to finish the top league even before Christmas. So next year is going to be less of a struggle to play both the top league and Super Rugby. Yep, we're going to have to see how that restructuring of the season goes and how long that lasts for because. Uh, it'll 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 be fine for next year in twenty uh, for this year sorry in twenty eighteen, but in twenty nineteen, are they allowed to play that league at the same time as the Rugby World Cup, for example? So I think no no it's not going to be they have like they have like adjusted a bit so it starts more early before the World Cup and then it's going to start the next season is going to start after the World Cup. But that's that's uh, if it starts after the World Cup, then uh, it's going to run later again. But okay. We'll, we'll see. I say uh, 2018, I can see how it works. 2019, I think it's going to struggle because of the Rugby World Cup. And I, they're, they're allowed to, they can't start at the same time. Like early 2020s, when they don't, they actually don't have a season in 2019. And then we're going to play two in 2020. Right. Okay. Jack Darby goes, some of those players shouldn't be playing in the top league so they get a preseason. I'm sorry. Uh, playing just Super Rugby and playing no other rugby all season is not enough rugby in a year. Okay, if you're only going to be playing for five, four or five years, uh, four or five months, sorry, in a year, 
you're not going to be a very good, very good super, a very, very good rugby player. You need more rugby than that, um, really. Jumping on then, the Sharks had a great New Zealand legs for their tour, beating the Blues and only losing by one point to the Canes. Have they turned the corner? And are they now the favourites to top the South African Conference? I think they're doing really well. I can hear myself talking. Um, yeah, I think, why not? The Lions aren't doing great. I mean, they had a good weekend, but other than that, the, the the Lions start their tour not this coming weekend but the weekend after for their four games, but the um, so yeah so the Lions have whilst they are I think it's uh, six point seven points clear of the Sharks the Sharks have got a game in hand and they finished their tour already so that's why I think that the Sharks could be on the rise um, after those two games Herman have you been impressed by their their, their change in fortunes? Oh, very much so because I I felt, I felt almost like sharks before because before the season there were a lot of signs when you're looking through the, the squad and especially like the first 23 players it's like some seriously good quality in there. Like I was a little bit on the hype train for the sharks. Like they're they're gonna do serious. You were about to give it give up on them. They put into really good performances in New Zealand. Very very impressive. I mean a bit unlucky maybe against Hurricanes, but they they got to look at the performance there and. They were, in so many areas on the field, they were beating the Hurricanes in that game, you know, so they should be really proud about their, about their, about their work and what we are right now, because it, it, this can become really good. Yeah, I felt really sad for them. I thought they deserved to win against the Hurricanes. And as we were talking before, Jess, you don't like close games. So the... Um... Find them too stressful, especially against the... Uh, when it's the Chiefs playing. But... Um... Uh, Andres, uh, who I know is a Sharks fan, what's he saying? It's a big gap. Uh, the chance the Lions could be caught by the Sharks. Six out of nine games um, are at home from now on uh, for the Sharks. So they've only got three, three more away games, uh, which will probably, I, I assume, actually, no, will definitely include a trip over to Argentina in those three away games. But the, other, the rest of the time they'll be in South Africa, which makes, yeah, makes life a lot easier for oh, them. Oh, you remember? Do you remember also, Paul, we talked about the other week uh, that. Sharks are going to play with Chiefs when Chiefs doesn't have any other All Blacks players. That's also yep. Yeah. Oh well, wow. so Sharks have got a. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's helping. <laughs> you can do any kind of looking forward. To be fair, though, I mean, how many of our All Blacks do we have that aren't injured at the moment, anyway? <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but those two blokes with Telic and Sam Kane. I mean, I, I mean, guess they do something. Players. I agree. I agree. <laughs> a little bit. Average players, you know. I mean. You can have them, not have them. Doesn't make any difference, really. No, no. They are going to be extremely have have a pro problem at locks because they've lost, uh, they've lost their their second their, 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 their second first too many locks already uh, to injury. So they are going to struggle uh, there. We'll have to actually. It's going to be interesting to see what Hansen decides to do around that training camp and whether he's willing to give them some sort of dispensation or or do the All Blacks. Uh, trump everything and <laughs> so yes we'll have to see that so, so wow so the Sharks got six games six of the nine, nine remaining games at home and one of those games is against the Chiefs who'll be weakened because of All Blacks training weekend or, or training camp sorry um, so yes I, I think they're in with a regular shout of catching the uh, the Lions 
who, let's say, they start their tour in two weekends time around 10. And talking of scoring, this weekend, the Chiefs managed to win their game at 21-19. But if they played any other than two two teams, the Blues and I've just gone blank as the other team was, it got less than, uh, they got less, uh, I think the, actually the Sun Wolves, I think everybody else, or no, sorry, the Tagorias wasn't it against um, uh, the Crusaders. Every other team scored more than 21 points this weekend. Has scoring just got out of control in Super Rugby? Uh, are, are we being fed kind of basketball scores and, and, and not real uh, kind of proper rugby? It's just a lot of penalties, right? <laughs> Is that the difference? Um, well, I just say, so if uh, so I was going to quickly um, pull it up, the some, some, some of the scores from um, the weekend in other leagues, so we have a, a tab, some sort of comparison. Uh, on, up, 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 up. High scores make for better rugby, surely. Yeah, but Paul, Paul, yep. do you think it's really comparable with other leagues? Because the distance between like the six, seven best teams in Super Rugby with, and the, like the, the worst five, you know, it's like... Always going to have blow up scores. Yeah. So it's it's, it's so you think it's, it's it's a quality gap in in Super Rugby? Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, that's especially the one that's have materialized between New Zealand and the other two, but especially New Zealand against Australia. Like the last two three years, it's been gone crazy. Australia just can't compete anymore. But it's, it just seems to me, but even when you've got the uh, the New Zealand derbies, uh, fine. And this, this, we, the, 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 the amount of points that both sides give up is phenomenal. I and mean, we, we end up with big, um, big not scores. Many. Look, at the, look at the score lines in New Zealand derbies this year. We're not that many blowout scores. Okay. What sorry. did the uh, Hurricane beat the Crusaders? Where was it? 29. Okay, so the Hurricanes, 29-19, 12 uh, against the Highlanders. Uh, so that's those, yeah. those the ones. The Chiefs have had really close I mean, it's big, games it's, against it's, the Green Zealand It's team. big scores, but it's no, that's not blowout scores. Yeah, they're high scoring, but they're close. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't think we're even like that high scoring. Because I was trying to do some bad. I'm not saying we're low Oh, definitely not low scoring. Crusaders Chiefs was forty five no, 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 no. three. Um, yeah, I mean they are they are exceptions, but they are more exceptions, I think. You're still seeing. I mean, most of the teams will score over twenty points. It's rare that you get a team that, sc- that scores less than twenty points yeah, in a yeah. game now, which is yeah. still three tries. And they reckon, and there was definitely a time, uh, definitely at an international level anyway, where if you if you if you score three three tries, the chances were you won the game. That doesn't seem to be uh, the case anymore. I mean, it's why they why the, the try bonus point was set to four tries. Getting four tries for a try bonus point was considered a good achievement. Uh, when we're now saying that teams will, will average at least, will, will as a minimum, will get three tries, uh, it, it, it shows that we're, that there's definitely a lot more tries being scored nowadays than there were, um, say, five years oh, ago. Yeah. yeah. And, 
So you don't but think not that many? I don't. I... I think it's got a bit out of control. I think it's getting a bit basketball of uh, a, a bit basketball in which case kind of like uh, uh, teams are. If you don't, it's not so much uh, the exception of, of of scoring. It's the exception of not scoring when you head into the opposition twenty-two, and I think that's. I just think it's a bit too. It's a bit like um, drinking Coca-Cola all the time. There's just too much sugar in the rugby uh, for us. We're going to get rugby diabetes um, from this. It's a gluttony of a gluttony of rugby um, for for all this one. No, I think it makes it more exciting. No, I, 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 sorry, you speak as again. I just said I think it. I like it when they're high scoring and lots is happening. I prefer that. The um. Well, for me, obviously, the most the, the most important thing is that like it's a it's a good contest. If it's an even game, I don't care if it's high scoring or low scoring because just a battle to see which team like really who's going to win it in the end. It's like the, the that is the best drama of rugby, I think. But of course, if it's got a lot of tries against each other while doing that, fine, go ahead, boys. But it can be just as good to see like proper, proper defensive rugby too, and both teams like just refusing to let in tries. Seems like I'm looking at some of the the, the comments in the chat as well. Uh, it seems like I'm in the minority here, wanting to see a bit more of of, of a of, uh, of as you say uh, of, of that stronger defence and and the, seeing the. Uh, the long five to seven minutes of bashing against the try line and, and seeing the teams fight to hold them out because uh, apparently more tries are more important. But, um, well, Andre's with me. There you go. I like lower but hard-fought game contests. Uh, better excitement in that, he says. Um, there, whereas Christian and Jack are both with the uh, more tries, make it more exciting. So a little bit of – I've got some support, but generally it's gone <laughs> against me there on that one. Thanks, guys. Keep on fighting. <laughs> Keep on fighting, Paul. Keep on fighting. So we're going to go in a, a bit of a left-field one, but should national national teams be more representative of their country? And whilst a bunch of people are going to say, oh, Paul's going on the residency battle. No, I'm not. This is where we're taking... I, I've got a friend at work who doesn't... Uh, who, who's, who's not sporty at all, who came up with this this idea, that actually national teams should be a bit like jury service, should be picked randomly from the population, so they actually represent that country's population um, rather than just being the top 15 best paid sportsmen. Um, perhaps we should have much more of a, a democratic way of, uh, of, 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 of getting the opportunity to, to, to represent your How nation. How can it be representative of the population if it's only going to be men within a certain age group? You'd have to have like children in the team and women and... Well, we we uh, <laughs> what? Who said that to you? That is not smart. <laughs> well, just a jury of your peers. So, for example, yeah, we we only allow people to be on juries who are over eighteen. Uh, but so, it yeah. wouldn't be representative because it would only be able to be men within a certain age group. Oh, I don't know. It could be quite funny seeing some fifty-year-old men uh, having uh, having a go. I, I don't want that for the All Blacks. I'd, I'd rather win. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh dear me! But I think that that kind of arrangement, I think that kind of arrangement could probably stand uh, stand by itself. Obviously, can never win over 
regular professional sports, but just as a TV show gimmick kind of thing. I, I, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I kind of, uh, I kind of go into a lottery to see if you get to play. Uh, for, that would be amazing. Uh, Do we get the salary as well? The, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, I mean, sign me up. I'm ready. Put me on the bench. Just for one game. You're a guest from New Zealand. Yeah, I want to be a back, just so we're clear. I'm not interested in the scrum stuff. <laughs> I want the glory, maybe like a wing, <laughs> and I can kick. So the. Um, you can kick. So oh, we have you. Have you? Will uh, I was sick of seeing Bowden Barrett miss uh, kicks last year, so I thought it's not really fair if I make fun of him if I can't kick myself. So I taught myself to kick. So now I can make fun of him, but he's kicking well. So <laughs> he showed me. <laughs> oh well, there you go. All critics, royal pundits, you're only allowed to criticise if you can do it yourself. Yeah, I think so that's fair. You know. Oh dear, I, I could be in real trouble here. With my back, there's no way I can tackle anybody. So I'd have to, I'd have to give up and say, oh yes, all those missed tackles, that's absolutely fine because that's because I can't tackle either. Um, I did go back and play one uh, one tournament of sevens uh, a couple of years back, and I managed in my uh, yeah, I managed to get brushed off once uh, in, to, to to allow in a try, and then I think I, was, I got involved in one ruck, and then they pulled me off the pitch and decided that yes, I'd uh, I'd done enough damage to the team already. It was time for me to be a uh, time for me to sit on the sideline with a beer and watch. Imagine if they put a general population team in the ITM Cup, just to like spice it up a bit. Maybe that's what the ITM Cup can become. Oh, yeah. Uh, have, have like a you know like a division team. There you have. That's proper reality TV. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. <laughs> Um, so Andre says uh, the um, good to see Kiwi teams following South African teams and kicking for goal to keep the scoreboard ticking out, ticking, and the pressure on the opposition. Uh, a little, little bit, uh, obviously not one of the list of questions. Are you a fan of ticking over or uh, keeping the score ticking over, or are you a fan of uh, going for the jugular and and scoring in sevens rather than threes? I think I think the Chiefs learn a lot from the Hurricane Sharks game about how important it was to kick for goal because that kind of won it, and I think it won it again. I think it's important to just get points, especially if they're going to be high scoring, it can make the difference. Like A try isn't guaranteed, whereas if it's like a decent, within a decent range, that the three points might be guaranteed to you, you know, or depends. Herman? I, I don't have the, the stats to prove it, right? Yeah, I don't have the stats to prove it like 100%, but I'm Fairly sure that if you if you know it's going to be an even game, you're playing like a pretty yeah, a, a team that is at the same level as your team. You should always always pick your points unless it's like very special circumstances. Maybe they have a yellow card, you go for a quick tap. You know, maybe you feel like you really have a pressure on pressure on. Actually, you want to fish for a yellow card, but other team is under warning. Situation like that, you can go for a corner, try to milk something. But otherwise, I think. If, if the other team is just as good as you, oh my God, kick the points because that's that's usually going to help you in the end. Because looking at some of the other some of the games recently, I remember oh, last season uh, th there was definitely a trend where if you got more than a try ahead, then you'd kick the points and just uh, and, and keep applying the pressure. But until you got to a try ahead, they quite often went for the corner uh, by the New Zealand teams. This season, we've seen the Crusaders are sticking with their going for the corner. 
they really didn't. I mean, they weren't really going for the threes uh, like, like a lot of other teams have been doing. But at this week, but at, over the last couple of weeks, we have seen other t- other teams. The then the Hurricanes, the first I think, so they kicked something like three or five penalties all last season. They've already kicked more than that this season. So there's definitely been a, a, a trend a, a, a away from it back to, back to kicking, which is. For a lot of us, yeah, I'm, I'm a great believer in keeping the scoreboard ticking over. I think you should do it. Take take those three points. Um, just, I think what the re- what the referee's got to make sure he doesn't allow is for the opposite is for the, the defending team to be giving up easy penalties that give away three and stop them for stop and stop the sevens. Because I think if you allow them just to keep keep giving penalties away, we have seen teams do that. They'll just do penalties a whole. They will just give away penalties all day long uh, because if they're scoring in sevens. But conceding in threes, uh, they're going to win the game. So yeah, it involves yeah strong referees uh, to keep that kind of thing um, going. We've zoomed through the questions tonight, people. So any topics on your minds that you would like to have a have a chat about? Can I just have a look at the games this weekend? Oh, we're going to have a quick. So sorry. I... Sorry, I didn't hear what you say, Paul. Um, we've 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 zoomed through the questions. Uh, we have plenty of time on our hands. So, any any uh, topics you would like to have a chat about? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, let's look. Today. Let's look forward anyway to start off with. Uh, so, which clashes are you looking forward to this coming weekend? Well, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it, but. The Chiefs Hurricanes obviously is super exciting, but um, I've just read like ten minutes before this that Damien McKenzie will be out, so that's not great because I didn't feel like we were going to win before that. But you know, stranger things have happened, and I also think TJ might be out, so might well, if, if, up a bit. If TJ and Bodie uh, Bodie are both out, then that will certainly even things up uh, mm. a, a lot there. Yeah. I feel like the Hurricanes are doing so well, though. They are, but uh, Ardis there was out as well at the weekend. Oh, so really? I don't, okay. I don't know if he's back. Um, Proctor was out, obviously, but that just brings an arso, which is perhaps in some ways, uh, ble- uh, yes, yeah. uh, even worse. So they are missing a number of their players. I think we- it's going. I'm also interested in seeing the Blues' reaction to losing to the Sunwolves last season um, and heading up to yeah. Tokyo. <laughs> so I. Th- uh, that that one has definitely got some intrigue around it. After yes, <laughs> because let's let's be honest, the Blues have taken an awful lot of flack um, over that loss to the Sunwolves last year. Well, what do you reckon? Highlanders Brumbies should be pretty good too. Now, with Brumbies got that like really impressive win. Who that one coming? Who is playing at home? Is it Highlanders over there? Oh, okay. Br- Br- Brumbies when we are in form, you know. They, yeah. They usually can do like fairly well against New Zealand teams. Unfortunately, yeah. the, the, the Brumbies game plan seems to be centered around lineouts. And I just can't see the Highlanders giving away enough penalties to allow the Brumbies to get lineouts in the, in the, the Highlanders' half. So that one, I must admit, I'm, I'm not that. In terms of injuries, I think the Highlanders are doing the best of the New Zealand teams, right? Yeah. The least amount of. Everyone else seems yeah. to have a lot of injuries. Well, the Chiefs mostly, yeah. but. Yeah. Yeah, and they're going to have a second bye now, like after this weekend. So, I mean, Buckman, I think Richard Buckman in the back line is about the only person I can think of that is injured. 
uh, for the Highlanders, your first choice player. Uh, there might be others. Uh, but so Panga so going to be back? He, he stepped up last time, but was just a minor injury, was it? Oh, that's true. Yes, yeah, Sopoang went off, but the Falcon came on and played absolutely fine. So, uh, <laughs> uh, as as we said, uh, as we said, I mean, opportunity quite often is, uh, is is all that's stopping a lot of these players stepping up and being super rugby players, as as we've seen. Have you noticed that a lot of the tens, the Crusaders ten, Chiefs, and Hurricanes have all had their ten have injuries? Oh, and Lima went off as well. Lima went off. Uh, Stephen Perifesa had a hand injury yeah. at the beginning of the season. Isn't that crazy? We have seen, yes, a lot of lot of tens getting uh, getting and in. the nines as well, really. Brad Weber as well. We've lost Weber, Pulu, uh, the um, Blues has Perinara. gone. has gone. Uh, Woo! So maybe I do want to be a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the, the, there's there's two more. Waratahs Reds will be interesting as well. Uh, can Brad, can the Brad Thorne effect work there? But it looks like Waratahs have, have picked things up, so so that one shouldn't. Uh, that one might not be as close as, as we're suggesting. Uh, and Sharks, Bulls, Sharks came back from New Zealand. So having all that travel issues, but uh, against the Bulls will be definitely a good test for them as um, as well. So if we've not got any other topics, we could just run through our predictions. Then. So Hurricanes versus Chiefs. What's your thoughts then, Jessica? You've already, you've already said that you... That, um, so I just want to make it clear in case people aren't taking note, the Chiefs beat the Hurricanes in the two games they played against them last year. I know it's a much different team and different coach, but I think that it will be close. I do think the Hurricanes will probably just out, but I like to think that maybe the Chiefs could do it. But I think it will be like Hurricanes by a few, two, three points. Oh, a close one by the Canes. Uh, yeah. Herman? Yeah. I really would like Chiefs to win this one with a couple of points, but I don't see it happening. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably very, very close to Jessica, like Canes by four. And I'm Canes by seven. I think at home, they've, they've, that's how all the New Zealand derbies have gone so far, apart from obviously the Chiefs beating the Blues. The So, uh, yeah, I can't, I think, yeah, Hurricanes by seven for me on that one. So up to Tokyo, Sunwolves versus the Blues. Sunwolves by 50. <laughs> 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 I would love that. Uh, Blue by 15 or 20. They've got something to prove probably. I hope they can do that anyway. Herman? Oh, it's a tricky one. How about Blues? Blues are better on performance. I'd say Blues by 12. I've gone Blues by 10. I think that last year, last year was at the end of the season. It was after the Lions tour. They'd been on the beach all week. So I'm going for, for Blues by 10. I think also, I think the fact they lost last year will be a big wake-up call. Also, Can I quickly ask a question because we have time? How do what? these Sunwolves keep their morale up? Like, <laughs> no, like, that must be really hard every week to go into games that everyone say you're going to lose and, and you lose a lot. I mean, how many games did they win last year? Two last year. Yeah, like how do you keep it going? It's like well, that, that was one more than the year before because they were one in the first season, I think. Oh, so maybe three. But, this year. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. Looking, I reckon at, like the, well, I, I, we. I sat down with someone at work, uh, and you can tell I'm really busy at work. So please, hopefully, no one from work is watching. But we went, um, we went through and looked at the the rest of the fixtures by the Sunwolves, and 
the they've got the Blues at home in Tokyo. Then they've got Sharks of the Stormers, but that's in Hong Kong. Uh, they've got another game in Singapore to come. So they've near. I think I don't think they've got any more game. It's, this is this is one of maybe the last two games in Tokyo that they've got this season. Yeah. So if they don't win this, they're not going to win a game this season. That's that's how that's how close it is for them, unfortunately. So the idea of them getting three wins this season, it's just not going to happen. You never know. I mean, um, uh, yeah, so, I agree with Jesper. I mean, it's they will have like one two performances in them eventually. Yeah. No, if they don't win this, if they don't win this weekend, but, uh, that's it. They're done because of the travel. It's, it's just it's, it's just too much for them. Also, you've got to remember that Jamie Joseph will be in Singapore with the Japanese team during the June window. So he's not actually going to be uh, back uh, to um, managing the coaching during that window for all the players. So I do think that they're in, they're, they're going to be, they're going to struggle for a win this season uh, for the, for the, for the Wolves. They needed to get on early doors and it hasn't happened because of their no, uh, no preseason. As far as uh, motivation, have you watched one of their games li- uh, yet this season? Yeah, I oh, the crowd there is okay. second to none. Okay. Uh, they the, the the howling they get from their from their fans is fantastic. I love it uh, from a, from an atmosphere point of view. It's probably the best. Uh, it's, it's one of the best atmospheres you're going to get at a game. I think in Super Rugby. Yeah. Um, from their fans, so from that. Whilst they are losing, their fans are great. There are lots. Whilst we as pundits are saying they haven't got a hope, their fans are turning up uh, and supporting them all the way through the game. And so I think from that point of view, I do think their fans are what keeps them motivated. And also they're all playing for uh, Japanese uh, national. Uh, they're playing for the Japanese national coach to try and get themselves in the Japanese national team. So that's also a motivation for it as well. It's about getting in that every every game is a trial game for them to play for the to play for the national team as well. So I think those things do help keep going. But you're right; it must be tough losing by double figures every week. Yeah, but I'm, but I want to add that too. Also about the crowd, I agree with everything you say. But I would also say that they are pr- pretty knowledgeable and like show like real sportsmanship too. Like it's, they're always applauding the other team when we score great tries. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a almost like a over the top advert for how like a rugby crowd yeah. should behave, you know. More about the whole experience <laughs> rather than your team winning. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and I think they're all excited about seeing of the Rugby World Cup going there as well, which is helps keeps the, keep the fans turning through. So, definitely. Uh, so that was the. Someone's versus the Blues. Um, I said Blues by 10. Yep, that's it. Rebels versus the Haguaras. Rebels, I think, still think on 20 points, so second or something in the table. Uh, the Haguaras, up and down. Uh, what's your, what, what's, uh, who, who and by how many? Rebels, 20. Sorry. No, I have to, I have to apologize. That's all. Kevin? <laughs> no, I go right. Rebels probably by, I would say Rebels by five. I think it's going to be really, really close. I think Jaguars has improved a little bit. Yes, we didn't beat the Crusaders, but I still say in, like, in patches, we are, I think everyone can see improvement in the game right now. 
I, not so many yellow cards anymore, not so many penalties anymore. I mean, it's not like massive improvement, but it's better. Oh, absolutely. But I think the travel again will, will be too much for them. Uh, I'm going Rebels by seven, but you're right. It could blow out uh, and be a 20-point game, uh, like Jess says, I think. But uh, yeah, so definitely home win, comfortable home win there. We then head down to the South Island, and luckily they get to play indoors because the weather outside is horrible. Um, Highlanders versus the Brumbies. Uh, how do you see that one going? Highlanders, 10 by 10. Owen? Owen? Oh, sorry. I, I... <laughs> I still haven't heard you. What's, what's, your, what's your prediction, Herman? Highlanders and Brumbies. Oh, what's sorry, the my, my internet is, uh, is messing up here. All right. Okay. Can you hear me? I can now, yes. All right, all right, right. Uh, Highlanders against Brumbies. Oh, I think this can be like actually a, a real cracking game. If Brumbies is on the up, it can be a good contest, but I won't. Yeah, Highlanders will. Highlanders by six points in the end. Uh, Highlanders by 15. I see this being a home, a comfortable home bonus, by bonus point victory. Absolutely. Yep, this is a. a I, I can't see the Brumbies. Uh, yes, they had that good win last weekend over the Reds. But the Red, the Reds are a young, fragile side. They lost to the they lost to Waratahs at home last the weekend before. Yeah, I, I think the Brumbies have still got a long way to go. Do you know what's really funny? I do super brew picks, and then what I see on here is completely different. I'm just gonna see what I pick. This <laughs> <laughs> is jeez. I, that's why I take a note of them. They're all written down beforehand. Uh, Waratahs versus the Reds, Herman. Oh look, I said exactly what Ooh. I said. Big, the biggest surprise from uh, the last round, I would probably say, was the way the Reds lost with. They looked like so good the first 20, min first 20 minutes and then completely collapsed. I didn't see that one coming. So what the now? War and Waratahs are looking pretty hot. No, no, no I'm going to back Waratahs by 11. Waratahs going to win this one with 11. Com comfortable Waratahs win over the Reds. Yes. Yeah, I said Waratahs by seven. Oh, Waratahs by yeah. seven. Okay, um, I'm going Waratahs by five. Uh, uh, the, I mean, for, luckily for them, uh, the Flau thing seems to be he's got a slap on the wrist, and not even that actually. Just please be nicer. Spot I got blocked by um, him on Twitter. <laughs> the, <laughs> that's see, Stephen Jones used to be the kind of standard. Make sure you everyone has to be blocked by Stephen Jones. Now the latest one is everyone has to be blocked by Falau. That's been the, the the common thread on my Twitter feed is that everyone's been everyone's been getting blocked by him. I, uh, yeah, great rugby player. Yeah, not someone I want to know. But his legacy will be all of this instead of his rugby playing. I'm if if he if he goes if he gets quiet if he goes quiet and doesn't talk about it again. He I think though. look, he said that he was being persecuted and all that. He doesn't want to. He's just going to keep going with it. If he keeps going with it, then this will be his legacy. If he shuts up, then his legacy is going to be the fact that he's the highest scoring um, Australian in Super Rugby. Yeah. Uh, try scorer, sorry. Not, not score, score. Uh, then finally, the Sharks versus the Bulls over in South Africa to finish off the round. Herman, Sharks by, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go on, no, go on Jess. I was really eager. Sharks by 10. <laughs> Herman? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you, sir, too. Like, Sharks by 8. Uh, I'm going to the the, uh, the Sharks by five. I think they've turned a corner, and so I think if we'll, we'll see how they go uh, after the travel. And 
but yeah, the, the Bulls haven't been looking great uh, since their victory over the Hurricanes first out. So I've got Sharks by five. So cool. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. And it's cold and blustery evening uh, in New Zealand as I'm all wrapped up in my big um, fleece from placemakers. So yeah, prediction leagues, go on Super Brew. You, you'll find Dry Mall's got prediction leagues for much everything there. Um, and uh, also um, placemakers pump for prizes and get your free jumper to keep you warm in winter. The <laughs> That's how I got this one last year. Everybody uh, was pleased to provide predictions. So cool. Thank you, Jess, for joining us. Do you want to let everyone know how to... Or if, if if you want um, to chat rugby and stuff or not. Yeah, sure. Uh, on Twitter, I am at JAM8391. Cool. And Herman, how can everyone... Oh, no, they can't talk about rugby with you because... They no, they can't. Because you are the, the, the social media ghost. You don't really exist. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you, everybody. I've been Paul, the guy behind Driving Wall. Please remember to subscribe down below, red box, or my face there. If you're watching YouTube, uh, there's a box there with my latest video as well for the recording. Uh, obviously, uh, if you're listening on a podcast, well, look, it's already on the app. Just click subscribe and keep it coming. Five stars, reviews, all that kind of stuff helps us as well. And if you have enjoyed it, how about telling your friends and sharing it around nicely? That would be really nice of you. So cheers and enjoy whatever rugby you're watching. <laughs>